to the Red Pill Plus Podcast. And we're now doing News Plus Sports. There's no orange man bad, war good, uniparty mantra here. Red Pill Plus. Red Pill Plus. Sports Plus News. Done right. Welcome to the Red Pill Plus Podcast. I'm so thankful that you have joined us. I am your host, Donnie Copeland, and uh, I am uh, so thankful you're here with us on this early Saturday morning. Uh, you may be picking this up some of the time, but to the, uh, what, 13 countries and 17 states that are listening to the Red Pill Plus Podcast, we're so thankful that you joined us. If you don't are not real familiar with us, maybe it's your first time, what we do is actually uh, take the news and sports and then present it from a conservative or right uh, point of view uh, from the right. And so thus we are the Red Pill Plus podcast, uh, news and sports done right. And we'll also throw in some cultural stuff as well. As we're kind of, tonight's going to be kind of a blend of news, sports, and culture because we're going to be talking about the He Gets Us ads uh, that were on the Super Bowl. But have actually been going on for quite some time. I think a couple, uh, couple three years uh, those have been going on. And uh, so we're going to jump right into this, talk about uh, Parsit. Uh, I was uh, looking today. There's quite a few, or actually just earlier this evening, there's quite a few uh, podcasts and video blogs uh, about the ads, and uh, I'm going to take a little different angle tonight. One, I'm going to be taking an angle from uh, who's behind the ads to what I think they're trying to achieve with them. And again, it's just an opinion. Uh, and what I think they've actually done a lot of good, and then I think what are some of the major uh, flaws with, with them as well. And look, it's easy to, to criticize somebody that's spending you know, money, their own money, and, and trying to do something. So I want to I wanna be fair about this and talk about the positive things that I think the, uh, the ads uh, have done. Uh, and then I, I think there's probably been a, a, a change, looks like, and I'm going to dig into this a little bit about kind of shifting gears about what they are doing. Um, and so we'll, we'll get into that. Here in just a moment, we are brought to you by Red River Auto, redriverauto.com, the most patriotic car dealership in America. Do yourself a favor and check out, before you buy your next new or used car, they can ship it to anywhere in the continental United States, redriverauto.com, redriverauto.com. And uh, also, MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Don't forget to use that promo code RED for the world's most uh, comfortable slippers. 
a wonderful Giza Dream Sheets and absolutely awesome uh, MyPillow slippers. Uh, and then last but certainly not least is uh, Purpose Media Publishing. And if you are wanting to get a podcast started, we can help you. Or if you are uh, wanting to publish a book, that's our main uh, business is book publishing. Uh, but we also are getting into podcast publishing as well and can help you with pretty much any media that you need. We'll be uh, glad to help you. So just jump on uh, PurposeMediaPublishing.com, fill out the uh, the uh, form there, very short, uh, very easy. Uh, we'll set up a call and get with you. We just delivered a book today, and uh, the uh, author is having a book signing Actually, tomorrow, Sunday, and Monday. So uh, excited for uh, uh, authors. It's always great to see them uh, getting what they've dreamed of and what they've worked so hard uh, accomplished, and we love to be a part of that. Listen, we'll never let your writing ability or lack thereof, uh, your technical ability, or even finances ever get in the way of you publishing if you want to publish we will make a way for you to do that there's you won't find anybody else that will help you as much as we will that will put out as good a product for the amount of money we will and let you pay it out and there's never any interest uh, pretty pretty cool concept so again we're going to be talking about the he gets us ads <clears throat> excuse me that are uh, that did play during the Super Bowl. Uh, and there's a, two or three of them that uh, have played recently. And one of those is the uh, foot washing ad, which, by the way, foot washing is something that uh, most churches uh, has gone by the wayside, which I found ironic. But they're, again, they're talking about Jesus and he washed feet in the New Testament. But one thing they failed to mention I don't think this is a I don't think it's necessarily a huge thing because I think uh, uh, Jesus didn't wash sinners feet although I think he would have I don't I don't think there's a problem with that uh, but I think there's some a little bit of misrepresentation there he washed the disciples feet and the reason he washed the disciples feet was to teach them humility and to um, humble themselves uh, to the people that they served. And that's why he washed their feet. He wasn't out washing, you know, just every uh, person that he met's uh, feet. It was quite the opposite. People were actually uh, washing his feet. And, uh, and so, um, uh, so anyway, that, that's, that's probably not a huge thing. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the ads... Uh, and if you haven't seen the ads, it shows Jesus washing a transgender's feet, washing a migrant's feet, washing, you know, some some uh, uh, others. And I can't remember who all it was. Uh, maybe a, a black person's feet, and then somebody. Uh, no, no, no. It, it, it showed different people, like a white person washing uh, white uh, a black person washing white people's feet, white people washing uh, black people's feet. Um, white people washing Hispanic's feet, a priest washing a transgender's feet. And, you know, th that's fine because, you know, we, we should be serving everybody. 
Uh, and, and we do, as Christians, any Christian I know loves everybody. Uh, and, and I think one of the, the, one of the saddest things about these ads is that it, it, it uh, further purports the false narrative that because Christians don't agree with a certain behavior or a certain breaking of the law even, that we hate somebody. And that, that could be, uh, there's nothing farther from the truth than those two things can be mutually and are mutually exclusive. Uh, because I can love, and I do love. Listen, I, I pastor a church at five congregations. Three of those congregations are Hispanic. Uh, and so, but, but there's still a rule of law, and you, you have to have a border. And so to ignore that, and, and I think the, the ads would have, and I'm going to talk you know, quite a bit more about the, the theological makeup of the ads. I think that's the big sticker here. Because um, the, the left constantly is, is, dis, uh, is, is given a false narrative to, the, to Christianity. Uh, let, me, let me give you an example of this. You know, the, 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 uh, the left will say something like, uh, well, Jesus, when he caught that woman committing adultery, you know, he didn't condemn her. Uh, he condemned the people that was trying to get her stoned. And that's true. He did. But what they leave out was he told her not to do it. He said, go and sin no more. He said, woman, where thine accuser? She said, I have none. He said, neither do I condemn thee or do I condemn you or do I pronounce judgment upon you? Go and sin no more. So he said, no, I'm not stoning you. I'm not letting them stone you. But what I'm telling you is you don't need to do this anymore. He, he wasn't saying don't do this anymore because it offends me. Don't do it anymore because I'm so holy and you're so unholy and you need to be more like me. I mean, yeah, inadvertently he was saying that. What he was really saying to her was the reason I don't want you doing that is because it destroys you. It destroys the, the very way that I designed you and for life to work. And uh, that's why I don't want you doing that. And so uh, David Green, I believe it's David Green, the owner of Hobby Lobby, is, is one of the main people behind this. They're spending a billion dollars. Uh, well, let me back up. Spending hundreds of millions of dollars uh, on these ads. So, I mean, it's a serious, serious ad buy. And there's so much good that be, could be done with these ads. And let me say this, a lot of good has been done. There's been a lot of really, I know there's one that's like a family, and the family's squabbling really into it. And, and it says, you know, his family squabbled too. He gets us. Stuff like that's powerful. Uh, you know, and showing Jesus's, um, showing Jesus's relativity to people uh, is, is powerful because he, I mean, God, and that's who Jesus is. He's, he's the visible image of the invisible God. It is God in the flesh walking among men, the only body, physical body that God has ever had, will ever have was in the person of Jesus Christ. Not a separate person, because God is a spirit. 
So God formed a flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld the only begotten of the Father or the only visible image of the invisible God. Paul writing in the Hebrews said Jesus Christ was the only express image of his person or the only image of the personage of God. So there's not three persons in the Godhead. There's one person. There's God the Father who created us. He's the Son in redemption and Holy Ghost in regeneration. And God is invisible, but the invisible Almighty God formed himself a body and dwelt among us. Uh, he began as the Word, according to John 1. He became, began as the Word, said, let there be light. And it was a verbal command, and there was light. Then John 1 says, and that Word, that verbal command that everybody could hear was not visible, but it was verbal. That Word became flesh. Not another person. That Word became flesh. And, uh, and we beheld uh, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then it says this, John 1, uh, verse 10 or 11 says, uh, and he was in the world, the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. So anyway, I, I didn't mean to get into a, a, a Bible quoting deal because I want to stay on these ads. But there was, there was so much good that I believe these ads have done and can do. But here's the problem with relativity. Real, that Jesus is relative has nothing to do with his judgment or his outlook on sin. Look, I love my kids. You know, I love family members that may, uh, you know, do things that I don't mean offend me, but may be against the law, may be against God's law, may be against both. Well, my love for them, I, I had a little brother or have a little brother who used to be a hellion and God just totally transformed his life. Well, I didn't quit loving him because he was, you know, drugging and drinking and doing everything that he was doing. And it, it's been years ago. You know, I didn't love him any less. He was my brother. He's always going to be my brother. No matter what he does, just like I have an older brother. And he doesn't, he has a lot of really great values, but... We don't live the same lifestyle as far as, you know, uh, theology and Christian, but he's no less my brother than my younger brother who is very devout in his walk with God and so forth. But there's no difference in my love for either one of those guys. They're my blood brothers and they're, you know, I love them with everything within me. Uh, but I don't love one because he follows theology and, and, and walks with God. And I'm using air quotes here, but, but I mean that, versus my, my other brother. I love them both, and they both have strengths and weaknesses, just like I have strengths and weaknesses. Uh, but, but neither can I take my love for my older brother and say, well, because I love him, then things that may be contrary to the Bible you know, uh, if, if, if I state that or if I say that's contrary to the Bible, it means I hate him. No, it doesn't. Uh, any good parent will tell you that being a good parent and loving your children is not easy because you love them so much and the last thing you want to do is ever punish them. But because you love them, 
you punish them. Because you love them, you make them mine. Because you love them, you demand that they're respectful and that they're grateful and, and uh, you know, they are polite. Uh, that, that's not a lack of love. You know, that discipline, the, the Bible teaches us that God disciplines, the Bible says he chastises those whom he loves. And so he holds us accountable. So the, the, I think the service and the pros of, of a lot of these ads uh, that he gets us has done uh, is showing the relative side of God, the, that he knows who you are. Listen, the Bible says we don't have a God that doesn't know how we feel. It says it a little differently, but here's how it says it in, in the book of Hebrews. It says we don't have a high priest or this, you know, you're talking about Old Testament. We don't have a high priest that that can't be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was an all an uh, all points tempted with sin, uh, are, are tempted yet without sin, uh, for our sake. And what he said was, we don't have a God that doesn't know how we feel. We've got a God that walked this earth and has experienced everything, all the frustration, the uh, the treachery, he, he has faced the backstabbing, uh, he has faced, you know, all the things that we face and we endure, and yet he passed the test, yet without sin. So we got a God that can relate to us. He knows what we're going through. Uh, and so, but th- because he gets us, i.e., because he can relate to us, uh, is a separate complete and total separate um, issue from uh, him as uh, us walking in obedience to God. Now, to complicate this a little bit more, the Bible tells us clearly that God, you know, and and Jesus exemplified this again, the, the visible aspect of God, this invisible God that fills every molecule of the earth. He's with you right now in Zambia. He's with me right now in in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, He's with you in Switzerland. He's with me. Uh, He's with you in Georgia, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, Arkansas, uh, whatever. Uh, And he's uh, right here with me. But he confined himself to to a body and hung on a cross and died for our sins. Uh, But he refused because he didn't come as a judge. He came as a savior. He will one day be a judge. So w- when they say he gets us, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't pronounce judgment on transgenders. He doesn't pronounce judgment on people who are in this country illegal. Uh, but that's a step because God loves people and because he's not condemning them to hell at this moment is, is a separate issue from when the judgment happens and someone is living contrary to God's law and word, uh, which are synonymous, his law and his word, that then he will become judged. That's why Jesus said when they drug that woman out of the adultery bed and said, you know, are, are you going to condemn her? He said, no, I don't condemn her and neither should you. And then he starts writing in the sand. Because it wasn't his time to judge. He's not a judge now. He's long-suffering now. But 
that he's not judging us. And when I say judging us, pronouncing judgment. That's what condemn means. It means to pronounce judgment. Uh, but listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says God doesn't condemn because the Word has already pronounced judgment. In other words, God doesn't have to go around and say, you're wrong, and neither should we as Christians. I don't walk up to transgenders. I don't walk up to homosexuals. I don't walk up to adulterers. And by the way, adultery is the same sin. Uh, it's, sexual, it's sexual impurity. So fornication, premarital sex, uh, sex, uh, extra uh, uh, marital sex, uh, within the confines of marriage, marriage uh, or sex before marriage, and then mar uh, sex with the the, the uh, same uh, sex. All three of those are violations of uh, God's plan for for mankind. And so, one's not more uh, serious than the other. They're all in contrary to God. You know, listen. We as Christians have to quit saying, well, you know, so-and-so committed adultery. You know, he's just a little randy. He's just a little uh, rambunctious. No, no, no. In, in God's eyes, the transgender, the homosexual, the, uh, the adulterer are all living in s sexual immorality. And, uh, but we don't go and pronounce judgment on those people. I, I don't ever go to anybody and say, you know you're wrong, don't you? Uh, but I befriend them. I love them. I, I try to be, you know, a friend of them. But when it comes time, they were to ask me, you know, am I living in sin? I, I would have to say yes. You know, if you're committing adultery, yes. If you're committing fornication, premarital sex, yes. Extramarital sex, yes. Uh, sex with someone of the same sex, yes. Uh, you know, uh, Trying to be a woman when you're really a biological man, uh, that's confusion. And, and listen to what the Bible says, and it's mental illness. But listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says that, uh, that God is not the author of confusion. So who is? If God's not, it's the, it's the other guy, right? It's the devil. And so I, th I think where these... Uh, I think where these Super Bowl ads could have really, really been phenomenal is I think if they would have said, you know, yeah, and, and say it very succinctly, say it very compassionate. The Bible, James talks about speaking the truth in love. All through the scripture, it talks about when you're admonishing somebody, when you're correcting them, when you're telling them, you know, they're living in sin, to do it with the utmost love. And that's exactly what Jesus did. But he didn't sugarcoat it. Look at Peter when Peter uh, was needed to pay the uh, tax money. It was a temple tax. And uh, he said, he, Jesus, I don't have the money uh, to, to pay the temple tax. Well, Jesus didn't say, well, you're a disciple and I'm God. You know, blow, blow that off. You know, you don't pay your taxes. Claim, you know, diplomatic immunity or citizenship immunity or whatever people say to try to not pay their taxes. No, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, look, Peter, let's go fishing. We're going to catch a fish. It's going to have a coin in it. And I want you to go pay. Listen to this. I want you to go pay your taxes and mine. 
the God of all creation paid taxes. We don't like to, and they should be much lower, and there should be much more accountability to the taxes. But Jesus kept the law of the land. And so how powerful could these Jesus gets us ads be if, um, if they were to say, look, if, you know, if you're here illegally, uh, you know, you're trying to make a new start, uh, you know, we don't blame you. America's a great place to be, but start working now to get legal. Start working now to make this right. Don't live, and God's going to help you, and he gets us. He understands you want a better life. So, you know, and it, it takes some nuancing, but you nuance to the transgender. Do it with great compassion. God knows you're confused. God knows that perhaps because of, you know, family and because of trauma in your childhood, uh, you're, you've got questions and you're wondering and you're in a quandary. He, he gets you. He, he understands. But know that he's got a plan for your life. And, and it may take a while first inside for you to come to grips with that, but you will and embrace who God made you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. See the difference in saying, well, God, God understands you and using some kind of maybe implication because here's where the ad really goes wrong. It says, you know, God, he gets us. Uh, and then it shows somebody, you know, a bunch of immigrants getting off a bus uh, and he never, this is not the exact language, but he never promoted hate. Well, guess what? Most people I know don't hate immigrants. Most people I know don't hate transgenders or homosexuals or adulterers. Uh, now, I don't think they want their children around that. I don't think they want their children being subjected to that. I think it is very unsettling because it is mental illness. Uh, and so some people, Christian or non, are very put off by it. And, and I have to be honest, I'm, I am as well because it's, it, it's, it's not normal and it's, it's very abnormal, which is the same thing. But uh, it's just unsettling because it is so abnormal. But I try to show the most compassion and love, and, and that's not easy. But I, I need to show that. Well, if that ad were to show that, and say, look, I know you're struggling. I know you're. I know it's a struggle for you, but God, God gets you. You know, God gets it. Tell Him about it. He wants to help you. Here's, you know, here's a number to call to help you get through this crisis of identity. Not, you know, it's not going to the doctor and the doctor saying, oh, you know, I get you. I, I understand. No, doc. If, if you know, if if I'm a hundred pounds overweight, my blood pressure is my head's about to blow off the top of my head, and the doctor says, "Well, I, I get it. I, I do. You know, I love to eat too, and I, I get it. You know, and, and and said, "Hey, have a have a nice life for what what little you have left." No, he says, "Look, I understand it's tough. I understand, but here's what you're going to have to do." He he tells me the hard truth, right? Why? Because that's why I came to him, because he's a physician. Well, guess who's called the great physician? That's right, Jesus. And so 
Jesus wouldn't come to somebody and say, well, I, I get you, I get you that you're, you know, sexually confused. I get it that you're, you know, you're here illegally. He would say, hey, I love you, and I'm, I'm for you. I'm helping you. Here's, here's some food. Here's, here's uh, a number to call to get you some help, or how can I help you? Uh, but you, you, you got to get legal, and, and you got to get some help, and this is not who you are. You know, love is not telling people what they want to hear. Love is telling people the, the, the tough facts. Uh, and I, with all that being said, I think, I think one thing as Christians we, we could and should work on is showing the unbelievable mercy and long-suffering of God. And I think we are way too quick to say, well, you know, uh, what you're doing is never going to work and God's never going to be pleased with it. Uh, and I think a lot of times it's just befriending that person, loving them. And then when they ask you, do, do you think what I'm doing is not pleasing to God? I say, well, it doesn't matter what I think. But let's look at what God says in his word. And then you you tell them, hey, God's not the other confusion. I don't think you being confused about your sexuality is of God. But let's 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 talk to him about it. Let's let's work through this. Not hey man, go take off that dress and put on some pants. It, it's it's a process, you know. Soul work is slow work, as they say. And same way with somebody that's that's illegal. You say you know you need to get on the next bus and get back to where you belong or whatever. So no, let's 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 try to help you. Let's try to get you, you know. But but. Being like a doctor and say, oh, you, nothing's wrong, is, is, is malpractice. And it's spiritual malpractice for us to say, well, you know, everybody that doesn't agree with you uh, hates you. And it's simply not true. Uh, my wife and I are working on a music project right now. And it was, it was actually uh, inspired by C.S. Lewis. I was reading Mere Christianity, his uh, very popular a book that he wrote about Christianity. And he said something in that book that I thought was so powerful. He said, you know, the reason he started writing fiction and even some of his other uh, nonfiction was because, he said, you know, I preached to 300 people on Sunday, but he said, I realized there were so many people who would never sit in uh, the audience. And so he started writing, you know, books like the Screw Tape Letters and uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. He wrote those books as allegories of the of the gospel message, so that the people that would never sit in uh, his the his congregation could receive his preaching in another way. And I think of these ads kind of like that. And I, I'm thinking of this music that where my wife and I, it's not. I've written some worship stuff. But this is not worship music. This is more you would call it Americana or even maybe a kind of a country-ish, but you know, with a little bit more, uh, a little less country, but, but country-ish, Americana, uh, but about life, about love, about you know, disappointment and uh, all those things, but trying to relate to people uh, and not condemning them, not sending them to hell, but opening the door so that I can share the gospel with them and that's, that's the tool I want to use this. My wife's a phenomenal vocalist and want to use her vocal abilities, you know, the, the, the writing that God's helped me with. 
and and put that together uh, to to open a door to help people, uh, but but just saying you know hey we're we're here to help you if you're going through a divorce, uh, and uh, you know, uh, but but we don't hate any of you. Well, that's that's understood. We don't hate people, and so th- that's what the liberals do. Oh. If, you know, if they think it's a sin, then they must hate you. No, I don't hate anybody. But you have the Bible that says that this is a sin. And so I don't have to say it to them. I don't have to tell them that it's a sin. One, they know it. Uh, two, if they don't know it, the Bible already says it. Uh, so when they ask me, but when they do ask me, here's what I say. And I, I'm repeating myself here, but I'm closing out. And that is, it doesn't matter what I think. You, you think me being transsexual is, uh, is a sin. doesn't matter what I think. Let's look at the Word of God. And the Bible teaches a man to be a man, a woman to be a woman, and anything that is confusing is not of God. And, and there would be other scriptures that would have either letter or principle that would back that up. And that's what I would use. So... Uh, so these ads, I think, come from a great place. They come from a well-meaning. But I think what's happened with these particular ads, one, I think David Green's son has taken over. And I think it's kind of like the uh, Kathy, Truett Kathy's son taking over Chick-fil-A. I think it's kind of like the second, this next generation of um, the uh, Purdue's, uh, Tyson's, taking over Tyson Chicken, they, they embrace the wokeness. Well, listen, embracing people, loving people that are in sin, just like God loved me in my sin. But there's an old saying that says, God loves me just the way I am, but he loves me too much to allow me to stay that way. And so what my image for this podcast, or so if you will, the... The title of this podcast is, Yes, He Gets Us, But He Loves Us Enough Not to Let Us Stay the Way We Are. In, in essence, that's, that's, that's the message. And I, and I hope that maybe they can tweet this away from the wokeness and buying into the woke, uh, you know, buzzwords of, you know, you know, he didn't teach hate. That goes without saying he didn't teach hate, and we don't hate anybody. But he loves us just the way we are. He gets us, but he loves us too much to let us stay that way. Hey, it's been wonderful having you on here. I'm so thankful that you have joined us, and uh, and we will be uh, back uh, in the next few days. Uh, Until next time, uh, we'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye. listening to the red pill plus podcast sports plus news done right we hope you've enjoyed the show make sure to like rate and review and we'll be back soon in the meantime hit us up on facebook and twitter at red pill plus and check the website at docwashburn.com slash red pill <laughs>